I remember when we were having breakfast together, Stefan was saying to me over breakfast, he just said, he said, I feel that there is something incredibly significant about this decade. And when he said that, that got me to thinking, okay. And so I began to, to God to get his perspective. And then a phrase came up on the inside of me that said, this is a decade, ghost. And I was sitting on the Belmont Hills, kind of just looking into the bush, and I just felt that just come upon me. This is... This is the decade of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now, I understand the Holy Spirit has been in the earth for 6,000 years, and I understand that he's actually the leader and the teacher over the church for the last 2,000 years. But that phrase got me thinking, decade of the Holy Ghost. And I said to God, am I hearing you right? I mean, are you sure that this is just not my head saying this? And then I said to him, you know how I can get really excited about you, and I can get really excited about the thought of you taking over. I mean, it doesn't take much for me to get excited about thinking about my dad and all the power and all the glory about him. And so I was saying, God, am I hearing you right that this is the decade of the Holy Ghost? And so that thought just stayed in my mind. And so I started to imagine, what is that going to look like? I mean, what is this going to look like, this decade? And a whole rush of thoughts and scriptures started to come into my mind out of the Old Testament and out of the New. And one scripture that came to me, and it says that, and it shall be, and it was in Acts 2, and it shall be in the last days, and the latter days, and we're in those times, that I, God says, am going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. And I thought of that scripture, and I thought, my gosh, that sounds like a takeover. That sounds like the Holy Ghost is coming to take over. I mean, if he says all flesh, we're talking about all flesh. And he said, I will do this. There's no human being that is going to do this. There's not the human calendar. It is a God calendar. It's heaven's calendar in the last days. And that scripture just take, took a hold of me. I thought, yeah, Holy Spirit, you're here to take over. And that was just confirming and kind of validating this thought that this is the decade of the Holy Ghost. And then I felt God say to me, Vanessa, it's, it's my turn now. It's my turn and the just incredible love of God just on you, just saying, just like he does, he just says, look, sweetheart, I've seen that you have worked so hard. And I've seen that my children on the earth have been working so hard right throughout the different centuries. They've been pouring out for me, and I appreciate it. But listen, it's my turn now. It's my turn. You see, we've come to the end of the 6,000-year lease, if you understand authority of the earth, and God has given man 6,000 years on this earth. We've come to the end of the end of that, and now it's God's turn. It's God's turn. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so something, when he said that, it's my turn now, something went off on my spirit and quickly rushed back to breakfast, to have breakfast with Stephen. And I said, God has just told me, this is his turn. You know, <laughs> Stephen's eating his boiled egg. <laughs> and I put here that these, I felt these words that you've just stepped into, that God was saying, that you've just stepped into the times that you have read about, the times that you have dreamed about, the times of powerful manifestations of my spirit upon the earth, upon my people. These are the times that we've read about, everyone. These are the times that we've dreamed about. 
And I just felt kind of like this bigness of God that I've dreamed of seeing, the bigness of God demonstrating himself. You know, the God that parted the Red Sea, the God that put fire down from heaven, the God that opened up the earth and some people fell down into it. Not that God's going to do that to people. He's busy trying to save them. But you know, the, the, the God that causes the sun to stand still so somebody can finish a fight. Praise the Lord. And so I said, I said back to God, I said, is that, I said, is, is it really that time? Is it really that time? You see, Stephen and I have been dreaming about that time for a long time, and I know there's some of you here, you know, that you've been dreaming for it longer. We've been dreaming of that time for 30 years since we've been born again as believers. But they've got people here like Norma, who's in her, in her 80s, that has been dreaming about that time, has been praying about that time. And God says, we're in that time right now. This decade, we just moved in to that time and the Holy Ghost. You see, if you're part of the church, I know that at some time that you have had a strong desire to stand before your friends and your family and your work colleagues, and some of us have had a strong desire to stand before the nation and tell them, we approve to you that our God is almighty, that he is real, that he is the creator, and then turn around and go, and have a demonstration of God to validate what we're saying. I mean, we've all dreamed that. You see, God put that desire inside us. God put that in us. And there's been a frustration to connect the God that we read about with our present reality. There's been a frustration to the point where a lot of the church has just shut up and doesn't say anything. Well, I'm prophesying to you right now that the earth's reality is about to change. The earth's reality is about to change. And God is going to use you and I to change their reality. The Holy Spirit is coming upon all flesh. He's coming upon his church, first of all. And he's going to show signs and wonders through his church first. And then the kings are going to come and see the brightness of our rising, God said, in these days. Hallelujah. And so this is that time. So we just get ready for the ride of our life. We can get ready for the ride of our life when we are going to see the Holy Ghost come upon all flesh. Norma, you can't leave the earth right now. You've been praying for this for too long. <laughs> You're not going to look at it from heaven or from the bandstands of heaven. You're down here <laughs> watching this. You see, the prophetic is going to be in full swing. We're going to be seeing the signs and wonders, and they're going to grab the attention of the whole earth. That's what's going to happen. You see, Isaiah 60 God says, and we're going to turn to some of these scriptures perhaps later, it says that the kings are going to come to the brightness of our rising. And God says, I am going to glorify the house of my glory. Well, who's the house of his glory? Us. And God says, I am going to do this. It's not because we're trying so hard. God says, I am going to glorify the house of my glory. And so we just get ready. We say, yes, God. Yes, just bring it on. Yes, God. Yes to what he is doing. It says here that the kings are coming to the brightness of our rising. You see, the Holy Spirit, he's rising on the church. 
He's rising on the church. Just catch that. He's rising on you right now. And there's some things that are going to change. And I was going to share it a bit later, but I'll share it now because I can't wait. <laughs> and that is that he's rising on you right now. And there's some people that are standing against addictions and challenges. And God wants you to know you're going to turn around. And in about a month, a week or two, whatever it is, all of a sudden that addiction is no longer there. That desire to do certain things is no longer there. And you're going to think, oh, I wasn't even trying and it's gone. There's people that are standing against this foul things in their lives and they can't get free. And God's going to say, I'm going to do this work. And you're going to turn around and see that I've done it. I've done that in you. And you're going to say, the Lord has done great things for me. The Lord has done great things for me. He's going to do that. And I think, oh, Dad, you're so good. He's so good. All he wants to do is free us and set us free and let us walk in the dignity that we were created to walk in, our sonship, our Godship in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. And when I was thinking all of this and I was going, oh, yes, God, yes, I just say, yes, put my hand up, yeah, I'm up. Just put me in. And then God said, and I was still trying to validate that I wasn't getting so excited about myself and about the thought of all of this and having to wait another 20 years until it happens. I thought, well, if this is that time, and then God, as I was just talking to him, he just reminded me of what Fergus has been saying. What did Fergus be saying to us in August last year? And God reminded me of those prophetic words that Fergus spoke into this house in August. What did he say on your outline? I think that might be on. He says, God is bringing about momentous changes in the earth. Victory is about to get a new face. And we can say the church worldwide is about to get a new face. God is elevating the church. He is establishing her on top of the mountain. She is going to be exceedingly glorious, famous, and glorious in all the land. Now, when we're talking about the church, we're talking about you and I. We're not talking about the building. We're talking about you and I. God is putting you on top. He has a plan for you to be exceedingly glorious, famous in all the land. Now, whatever gifts and callings are on you, God wants to, he wants to show the fame of that gifting in the earth. You just say, yes, designers, songwriters, you know, people that are in administration, planners, dreamers, inventors. He wants to put you on top and make you famous. Why? Because you're going to lift his name up. And you're going to say, God's done this. And the kings are going to say, Whoa, God did that. And so we just say, yes, God. Yes to the gifts. Yes to the calling on my life. We haven't seen it all yet. We haven't seen all of the amazing things inside us yet. But we're going to about to see. Hallelujah. Another scripture that, um, that Fugus said, he says, Now it shall come to pass in the latter days. I like that. That grabbed me. Yes. Fugus, you're on. We're in the same place here. He says, now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house, that means the Lord's people, shall be established on top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all the nations shall flow to it. We're talking a harvest of nations coming on in. God is not closing off this age and coming on into the seven years of tribulation where he is judging Satan's kingdom, God is not going to leave his creation behind. He's getting as many out of there 
before the tribulation starts and God brings 10 judgments or six, seven judgments on Satan's kingdom like he brought the judgments on Egypt before he brought uh, Israel out. God didn't put judgment on his house and on, on his people. And God is pulling the nations out. And this is where we're in this time right now. Hallelujah. And all the nations shall flow to her. We're in those latter days where God is establishing his church, his people, and you are going to be on the top. Didn't you always want to be on the top? If you don't want to be on the top, you need to get saved. Because God wants you on the top. When you get saved, you just know that you're the best. Well, you ought to know that you're the best. When I got born again in Scotland, I just thought that I was the best God had. I don't know how I thought that, but it just was in me. I thought I was his favorite. And then I learned when I got in the church that everybody is. And so it's just, you know, that's just how God is. Everybody's favorite. And there's no, there's no jealousy. We're all his favorite. He's just a big God with a whole lot of big love that he has to give to people. Hallelujah. And so it says that there's no limit to this God. What does it say here? Let's have a look. The latter days. God establishing her on the top of the mountain. You see, the zeal of the Lord is going to perform this. And we're going to read that in a minute in Isaiah. The zeal of the Lord is going to perform this work in your life. The zeal of the Lord is going to perform the revival that's happening in the earth. The zeal of the Lord is going to do that. As he said, it's not by your might, it's not by your power, but it's by my spirit. And so, yes, you are going out on the streets, Peter, but boy, it's going to be like you're going down this river and it's just fun all the way. It's going out into, into the cap homes and into people's homes and meeting these amazing people and it's just fun all the way. God is taking us for the ride of our life. When you guys, like, like we've got people like um, Howard that are inventors, Peter, they're inventive kind of people. Their brains work like that. They just invent things. And God is just going to download inventions. And it's, oh, what a fool. Oh, God, that's God. That's great. It's just not going to be hard. Oh, trying to think of a good idea. No, it's just going to come like a flow of a river. Oh, it's awesome. Are you, are you happy about that? I am. I'm telling you, I'm, I've, I've got myself excited. God then reminded me of another couple of things that Fergus prophesied. He said, and this was so great for us, one chapter is about to close. He said this in August. One chapter is about to close, and another chapter is about to begin. Well, I want you to know the chapter's closed. It closed in December. It closed in December 2009. The 31st of December, it closed. And we are not going back to oppression. We are not going back to depression. We're not going back to any of that old stuff. God closed the door on that. He said, this is now my turn. This is now my decade, and you're going to start to see. It'll start with a trickle, and then it's going to get more. It's going to turn into a stream, and then we're going to look. The Bible talks about a flood of the Holy Ghost. And so we're just at the trickle right now. So don't look at the thing. Oh, I'm not seeing much. Just wait. Just wait. You're going to see some stuff. It'll pick you up and take you down. Whew, and put you in the place where you need to be. And God's doing that. He said, Fergus said, he said, I understand there is a government of God over the house that is different than yesterday. So whatever you've seen in church right now, there's a new government. There's a government on the house that is different than yesterday. Yeah, God was governing the house, but there's a different, we're in a different chapter. We're in a different place. We're in a different decade. We're in a different time. And we're seeing some different stuff. 
He, go, he went on to say, of the increase of, the, of his government and peace, there shall be no end. There's going to be no limit, no restriction. It's just going to be more and more. You watch this. God's, God's leadership over you is just going to increase and increase, and you're going to love it. You're going to love his leadership. You know, some of us haven't loved all of his leadership, but you're going to love it this time. All of a sudden, you're going to enjoy him saying, hey, get up and pray. No, no, it's not God. <laughs> All of a sudden, you go, oh, I need to pray. <laughs> and you won't be able to fall back to sleep because you've got so much God energy on, on the inside of you. <laughs> you know, you can't sleep in. It's just all God. You see, God said to me, just talking about this, he said, I have ordered this time, and I'm going to establish it. Do you like that? God says that I have ordered this time, and I am going to establish it. The zeal of the Lord is going to perform this. I think, oh, wow, wow. Because, I mean, we're word of faith is, and we teach that, that, hey, we can do all things through Christ, and we need to speak the word, and all of this kind of you know, stuff that we need to take responsibility. And this is all very good. But we're actually in a place right now where God is just stepping in, and he's just hyping things up. And because you have been so obedient to put the word in, and know your authority, and know your rights and privileges in Christ, and know that we can walk in power and authority, raise the, you know, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, we know that. And so we can go in at another level if we want to and just work as co-laborers together with God. And so God said that I've ordered this time and I'm going to establish it. He's ordered the time that we're living in. You see, something's changed. Say that to me. Something has changed. I mean, do, are you feeling that in yourself? Do you feel that in yourself or is it just me? I, I'm, I know that something has changed. This Holy Spirit is taking center stage. It's His turn. We've had our turn. Now it's his turn, and he's the one that's calling the shots. And it's going to be easy. We're going to enjoy it. This is not going to be hard. It's not going to be religious. It's not going to be some kind of, oh, this is really painful to do this. You see, God has ordered this decade, and it belongs to him. It doesn't belong to the devil. It doesn't belong to the governments of this world. It doesn't belong to the big boys out there. It belongs to him. And we're going to see some stuff change. We're going to see demonstrations of his spirit and power. The suddenlies of God are going to come on the scene. Suddenly, you've been believing God for certain things for years and years and years, and suddenly, that thing is going to come on into your life. Suddenly, there is going to come a breakthrough in that area. Wait, j just, just watch. It's going to happen. You see, God is just letting us know ahead of time what is happening, and he's inviting us to be a part of this greatest move. And so I just want to have a quick look, and let's just go into Isaiah um, chapter 9. And I just want to read a little bit of what Fergus gave us with the scripture about God's government. And then we're going to talk about what the Holy Ghost, what this is going to look like in us personally to start with, and, and, and see some things that may, when I share these things, that I want some of you to catch what's happening here, if it applies to you, and even walk out this day, today, and, 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 and sense a freedom and sense a new place that you're in. Okay, and so like we said, there's one chapter's closed, so don't even go back there with your mind. You don't have to. It's closed. We're never going back there. We're not even giving it thinking time. We're in a new chapter, and so we want to spend our time thinking on the new stuff, the new government that's over this house that is different than yesterday. And so Isaiah 9, it says here, 
Let's read this. It says, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. Now we're talking about the head of this government. God, God is talking here on this verse, and he's talking about the head of this government. And so I want to know who the head of this thing is. Who's heading this thing up? If this is his decade, I want to know who this person is that's heading up our government. Is, is he qualified to do this? It talks about his name. Now right there you could stop and preach that. His name. We're talking about the name that is above every other name. We're talking about the king that is above every other king. We're talking about the God who calls himself wonderful. He is full of wonders. He says, I'm the counselor. He's the counselor above all counsel. You don't need to go for counsel. Yes, you do if you need it. <laughs> but you get it in the word, I tell you what. And you get it on the inside here and he can direct you. He's the counselor above all counselors. We're talking about the mighty God the everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. And it says here, of the increase of His government and peace, there's no end. You see, His government is increasing right now on us. And it's going to flow out of us onto the earth. And then He's going to turn around and with His government, He's going to judge Satan's kingdom and the destruction He has brought on mankind. And then right there, we're going to flow into the millennium where He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the government is on his shoulders for the rest of eternity. And so we get to be a part of this. We get to see this happening before our eyes. Not only do we get to see it, we know what's happening. We can trace this and see it happening. And God wants us to enjoy it and take note of what's happening. Don't let it just pass us by. Things are happening right now. Praise the Lord. You see, there is no limit to this government on us. There's no restriction. And so the gifts on your life when he's in there and he is, there's no restriction. There's no limit to the life, the power, the authority that we can flow in when he's on our lives. It says that, to, it's, verse 7 says, he's ordering it, establishing it with judgment and justice from this time or from that time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord shall perform it. As I said to you before, God has ordered this time. He has ordered this time. And when the King of Kings orders something, you better believe he's going to establish it. He has been gracious with the church. He has been gracious with mankind because of the covenants that he set up in the earth. And he's a God of his word. But now that time's run out. It's now his time. And he's coming and he says, I've ordered this and I'm going to establish this from this time forward and forevermore. You see, naturally speaking, when a new government comes into power, we've just had a, a, another great government come into power right now and they have new policies and they speak a new language and they come before you and they say, look, this is, these are all our policies and this is what we're going to do. And you hear another language of liberty, of freedom, of budgets, you know, more things happening for people and all, all that kind of thing. And then it's their job to order and to establish it in their time. That's what a government does. And so God has come on the scene as a government and he has ordered certain things and he is establishing those things and he's brought a new language with him of victory and freedom and deliverance for the human race. And he is going to establish it. 
You see, the, old, the natural governments, they can make a whole lot of promises that they may or may not fulfill. You know, they make a whole lot of promises on those election times, and we say yes, and we all tick yes, and then we've got to wait to see if they're going to fulfill that. Well, you see, God is just saying, please just, just say yes to me. And I'm going to fulfill this. I will fulfill this. I'm not a man that I should lie, nor the son of man that I should repent. Have I not said it and will I not do it? Have I not spoken and shall I not make it good? I'm watching over my word to perform it in your life. And so we've got a God that is a God of integrity. He says, I've exalted my word even above my own name. And so I will perform everything I've promised in the word. I'm going to perform that in your life. I'm going to perform it in the earth. I just need you to tick yes. That's what we need to do. Yes, God. Your prayer life can be filled with, yes, God. And you can come to your small group and say, oh, yeah, I prayed. How long did you pray? Oh, only five minutes. Yes, yes, God. You know, I'm not saying that because, I mean, you can talk with God and walk with God all day and chat with him. I do that and I enjoy it. Praise the Lord. And so God has promised in the latter days that his house is going to be on top of the mountain. It's his turn now. Just get that in your spirit. It's my turn now, God says. Now let's have a look at, as I was looking at this and I'm searching for Old Testament scriptures, New Testament scriptures again to validate this time because you can't stand up before people and say this is what's happening and then all of a sudden it's not. I mean, that's pretty bad. I mean, the Bible still says that a prophet needs to be, a, a person that stands up and the word needs to be, to be uh, validated. And so I looked at Isaiah 40, uh, 59, and it moves over into Isaiah 60. Now, Isaiah 60, the, the church owns that scripture. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Gross darkness covers the earth. Deep darkness, the people. Well, hey, we're in that time where gross darkness covers the whole earth. Deep darkness is covering all the people. And then it says, but the Lord rises on you. His glory is seen upon you. And so when we read those scriptures, we know that's our time. It carries on to say that the kings are going to come to the brightness of your rising. And then it goes on to say that your sons and daughters are coming home. And we're thinking, and, 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 and again, we're going to see the prodigals coming back. They're all coming back. We're in that time. But if you just jump back a little bit further, and you have a look at Isaiah 59, round about uh, verse 14. It talks about God looking at the earth. First of all, it's prophetic, and he's talking about Israel. And some of the Old Testament, you've got to weigh it up because sometimes he's talking about Israel, but then it can have a double meaning to be talking about the church. And the church wasn't understood in the Old Testament. It was a mystery. And so some of the prophetic things that were talking about the church, talking about Zion in the Old Testament applies to the church. And Israel applied definitely to Israel. And so there's kind of a, mis a mishmash of things that you need the Spirit of God to discern some of that stuff. You see, because when the church age started, the Pharisees, who were the religious hot, hot, you know, hot shots of the day, they didn't even know about the church age. It was a mystery. And so, and so God has wound in some of the things that are happening in the latter days. All of these kinds of things came out of Joel, and then it was back into uh, Acts chapter 2, and they re referred to that, ch um, that chapter. But in Isaiah 59 here, in verse 14, he's talking about God, and God is looking on the earth, and it describes our day. It says, the truth has fallen in the, in the streets. I mean, Norma, you would have seen that. Truth has fallen in the streets. When I was a young girl, I mean, I'm 50 years old now, but when I was a young girl, New Zealand had a different face. She was a different nation. There was truth in the streets. A handshake was a God. The, the men of the nation were men of their word. They shook hands, and that was their integrity. They would not break the integrity of their words spoken to each other. 
But we find in this last 10, 15, 20 years, truth has fallen in the streets. And justice is outlawed. You think of some of the policies that previous government has brought into our nation. There is no justice in some of those laws that they have brought, brought in. And God came down and he looked at that and he says, my goodness, truth has fallen in the streets. Justice is outlawed. Yes, the truth is gone. And anyone that tries to live a better life is soon attacked. And in the, in the King James, it says that anyone that wants to live by truth, they fall prey. And you think of the people that are putting their hand up over our nation, over the Western nations, and are trying to live for truth, and they're just mocked and put down. And it says here that God looked and he saw that there was no justice. And he wondered that there was no intercessor. He wondered that there was no one there to intervene on behalf of the human race. Isn't anyone doing something? In Isaiah 59 and 16, it says here, And the Lord saw, no one was helping you. And he wondered there was no one to intervene. And look what happens. And we know this is talking about Jesus Christ, but it's also talking about our time. It says, Therefore he himself stepped in to save, and through his mighty power and justice, he himself stepped in to save you through his mighty power and justice. Now, God's talking to the nations here because if, if, if we turned around and we closed the book, we've got probably 90% of the human race that's going to hell. And God is not going to let that happen. He created them for his pleasure. And so he, right now, in this decade of the Holy Ghost, he is stepping down. Let's read on and you'll see. He's put on righteousness as his armor, the helmet of salvation on his head. He's clothed himself with the robes of vengeance and of godly fury. Verse uh, um, New King James says, according to their deeds, he will repay. Now we're talking about the, the, the God of this world, which is Satan. According to Satan's deeds, he's repaying. He will repay fury to his adversities and recompense to the enemies. Verse 19, it says, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. And here, what are we looking at here? It says here, when the enemy comes in and he has come into the nations. Look what God does. It says, when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Lord lifts up a standard against him. And so we are going to see, in fact, if you have a look in the King James, they put the comma in the wrong place. They put it, when the enemy comes in like a flood, comma, the enemy lifts up a standard against them. But many commentaries say you take the comma out of that and you put, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. We are in the time when we are going to see the Holy Spirit step in to save the nations and the different people groups and he's going to do it like a flood he's going to do this like a flood and so when I see that in my mind I think a flood of God coming on in and so again my mind thinks okay I want to validate that where else do we see God coming in like a flood we see it in a whole lot of different scriptures. We talk about um, John 7 where it talks about out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water it talks about a river. And then you find out in Revelations 22 that talks about from God's throne, there flows a river. And on the sides of the bank, there are the trees of life and it brings healing to the nations. And so we're talking about God likening the Holy Ghost to like a flood of His power. And it's gonna bring healing to the nations. 
is a river of life. And Satan has come in. But God is lifting up a standard. God is lifting up a standard against him. Hallelujah. You see, like a flood, the Holy Ghost is lifting up his government, his standard. And there's nothing and there's no one and there's no government that is going to stop the flood of the Holy Ghost. It's not going to. It can't. God says that the knowledge of the glory of God is going to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. So everyone's going to have a chance to say, my goodness me, Jesus Christ is real. He has saved me. And they just need to say yes. And we're going to say, see nations saying yes and being swept into the kingdom. And those that say no, there will be no excuse because they will deliberately be saying no to the God of gods, the King of kings, the Savior. And it will be their choice. God is giving them this time. And then as, as we said, it goes on into Isaiah 60, which says, Arise now, my people. I'm in this place. Arise, church. Shine. Let your light shine for all the nations to see. In the Living Bible, it says, for all the nations to see. You see, God is starting with his church. For the glory of the Lord is streaming upon you. Or the, the glory of the Lord is streaming from you. Darkness is black as night shall cover, the, all, cover all the peoples of the earth. But the glory of the Lord will shine on you. All the nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see the glory of the Lord that's upon you. Wow. Wow. Yes, God. I'm saying yes. And I will glorify my glorious temple in that day. This is it. This is it. This is this decade. The Holy Ghost coming upon all people. In the last days, like we said before, that scripture, it's just down there for you to, to read. Let's read it again. It says, I shall, It shall come to pass in the last days, says the Lord, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And so we're talking about our time. Praise God. All flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions. Old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and handmaidens, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. And God says, I will show wonders in the heavens above, signs in the earth beneath. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God is gonna give us a fireworks, I tell you. I tell you that the whole nation, the nations are getting a new face. The whole earth is getting a new face. Salvation is just going to be a part of, of this decade we are seeing here. And like I've said, okay, Jesus compared the Holy Ghost to being like a river. Are you getting that? He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of our belly, out of us, Jesus said. And what did he say here? He said, he who believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Holy Spirit, who those believing in him would receive. And so if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you've got a, the river of God on the inside of you right now. And when we start to pray in the Holy Ghost, we are releasing that river. We're releasing that supernatural power into the spiritual atmosphere and things are being shifted. We're speaking the mysteries of God and God is shifting things. And we can just say yes to doing that. And our natural mind doesn't understand it, but the Bible tells us in Corinthians, it's not a natural language. It's a language of heaven. 
It says the natural man cannot understand the things of the spirit because they are spiritually discerned, Corinthians says. And so we just need to believe God and say, okay, God, here's the river. I'll just let it flow out of me. There's a river of life flowing out of me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, sets the captives free. The old song said, there's a river of life that's flowing out of me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so we talked about, Revelations talks about this river bringing healing to the nations. And 1 Chronicles, there's a scripture here about David. And he likens, he, he, he compares the river, he compares the breakthrough, he compares the Holy Ghost deliverance to a flood that's come through his life. And it was at a time when he was facing an impossible situation. Him and his men, and I'm sharing this with you so you can grab a picture of it. Him and his men were facing the Philistines and there was just absolutely no way that these guys could beat this army of the Philistines. And they went to God and they said, God, are you gonna fight with us? And God says, yes, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the victory. And it may sound like that to the church right now. It may sound that it's impossible. If you look at the church worldwide right now, you think this looks impossible. How can we take on the big boys of the earth? How can they? I mean, you, you just look at some of the banks. Look at the insurance companies. And that's not just, just I mean, there's huge stuff. And you look at the little churches on the corners. But I'll tell you what, it's not staying like that. We've got a few big churches, but it's nothing compared to three, million, three and a half million in this nation. Seven, five, seven percent born again. It may look impossible. But we're saying, God, and God said to David, you go out and I've got to fight for you. And the scripture says here, and so David his men went out into Balperism. And it says, and David defeated them there. And then David said that God has broken through my enemies by my hand like the breaking through of water. God has broken through my enemies by my hand. God is using us like the breaking through of water. What's that? That's a flood. It's a flood of God that's going to wipe out the enemy. It's wiping out the enemy. You see, when the Holy Ghost releases His power, it's like a flood. It's a flood of His goodness. It's a flood of His favor. It's a flood of his deliverance, of his healing, of his freedom. He's, he, that's what it is. There's a river of life. I don't know about it, but I'm getting excited up here. Just wave your hand if you're getting excited. You see, that's the time that we're in. That's that time when the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit being poured on all flesh. He's breaking the banks the Holy Ghost is breaking the banks as in like the river of life, the river of God from Revelations. It's breaking the banks. It's getting out of the church walls and it's going on into the streets. And there's revival going to happen in streets and, the, and, and, the, and the, the sense of God is going to be upon people. The sense of needing to be in church is going to come upon people. The openness like Peter's talking about on the streets. Out of thousands, what five maybe says no. They're out there, they're ready. You see, you just think about a flood right now. You think about two, two meters of water can lift up a car and can take it and turn it all the way around. You see a flood, you know, the, the, the floods we've seen on the news recently. You've seen on the news the whole houses being dragged down, lifted up and taken away. I mean, nothing can stop that flood. Nothing can stop that water once she starts. Nothing can stop it. And nothing is gonna stop the flood of God 
as he starts, it may start with a trickle, a stream. She's gaining momentum. And as the church buys into this, I tell you what, we've got a flood. God said, it's my turn. It's my turn. It's my turn. He's been waiting for this time for 6,000 years. He's been waiting for this for 6,000 years. God gave the earth to man for a 6,000-year period. And so God has been limited in what he's been able to do on the earth because God is a God of his word. And when he signed over the earth to man for 6,000 years, it meant that man was the boss of the earth and God was not. God was only invited in as God could find men like Moses and Joshua and Daniel and different ones that would invite God in. And then God could show his power. Well, we're up. The 6,000 years is just about up. And now it's his turn. And he's taking back the earth. God says, the earth is mine. It's mine. He's given it to man for a period, but now it goes back to him. We're in that time. You see, God, the Holy Ghost empowered Jesus. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the enemy. Jesus did nothing until the Holy Ghost came upon Jesus. And then he began to do his work. The Holy Jesus said to the church, don't you do anything. You stay in Jerusalem and you wait for the power to come on from on high. And so they were waiting in Acts 1.8 until the Holy Ghost came like a fire upon them. And then they went out and they did incredible miracles, wonders and signs. And they turned around and they challenged the Roman Empire. They challenged the Grecian Empire. They challenged the Bavarians. And they did a huge big revival throughout those, throughout those empires. And I'm telling you, my goodness me, what a challenge. But they were able to do that with the power of the Holy Ghost. And he's coming on us. He's on us. He's in us. And he's moving through us. He's starting with deliverance and freedom in the church right now. The glory of the latter house, God said, is going to be greater than the glory of the former house. So you read all the Old Testament and you see the glory of God on all of the different houses or people. And God says that the latter house is going to be more glorious, more gloriously more glorious. Hallelujah. And so let me prophesy and say, let's share with you some things that are going to be happening. And they started already. The Holy Spirit is restoring the years that the enemy has stolen. Now, whatever that is to you, you may be fighting depression. You may be fighting an eating disorder. You may be fighting an addiction. You may be addicted to who knows what. God is coming in, the Holy Ghost, and those things are gone. It, 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 it's just it's going to happen, just like that. God is turning people's shame and their pain into laughter. God is doing this. It's not going to be because you're doing it so hard yourself and working. You're just saying yes and just let it. Yes, Holy Ghost, I receive that. You've turned my mourning, my depression into laughter. And he's just going to turn it around. You're going to find things that you've struggled with for a long time will suddenly no longer be a struggle. Wait for it. You just watch. This is going to happen. Things that you've struggled with maybe for 10, 20, 30 years, suddenly the struggle's gone and you're going to be standing in your freedom. Challenges that you've battled with for years, suddenly freedom's going to break out. And you'll find yourself walking in liberty and the pain and the shame and the condemnation is gone. God is doing that work. 
And I put the scripture here and it came up with me when God was sharing this with me. He says, because I mean, God gave me these things. He said, I'm going to take away. You know, God is hard as crying for some people that are bound by some addictive things. And God is saying, the pain that you're feeling, he feels that same pain. The, the, the pain that you're feeling, he feels it more so because he's given you liberty, he's given you freedom. And he's going to turn that around and you're going to walk in liberty and you're just going to go, my God, he's done marvelous things for me. He's done this. And you're going to know he's done this because you've been trying for 30 years to get it out of that thing, that anger or whatever it is. And you've been trying and probably given up hope. And then God's going to do it and you're going to know he's done it because you were trying and it wasn't happening. You see, we're in those times. As I said to you, salvation, we just said yes, and he did the rest. We said yes, and God did the rest. New desires, you're going to find the desires of your heart are changing. God is giving you new desires. He gives you the desires of your heart. And it's not going to be a struggle anymore, trying to get rid of those thought patterns. It's not going to be a struggle. All of a sudden, God's going to just do it. He's just going to press reset button like the computer and it's all going to happen. He's just going to reset you. And he's going to do that for some of you. New priorities. We're going to f- you're going to find that you're not wanting to do certain things anymore. The church is going to experience a fresh hunger for God that she hasn't had for quite some time. And when we came through the, the, the Word of Faith revival in the 80s, and I'll tell you what, the churches and the people at that time, hungry. You know, that's the time when we were, I mean, Stephen and I, I mean, we did two 20-day fasts, and we were praying for eight hours in the Holy Ghost and the Spirit. I mean, talk about, I mean, you know, that's kind of, oh, God, you know. But that, that, that's, that has waned in the church worldwide. Um, but you see, this God is, he's directing it. He's bringing it back in. I'll tell you what, and so we're going to experience a fresh hunger. God is going to be on our mind. God is going to be on our mind. And it, it, just, it just filled with God. Pardon, filled with God. And there's going to find yourself wanting to spend more time praying, in the, praying the mysteries of God, praying in the Spirit. And for some, the TV is not going to have the same hold. All of a sudden, you're going to think, what am I watching this junk for? Some people just sit out there and they just blob. But I'll tell you what, for some, all of a sudden, you're going to find the TV's not going on. Because your desires have changed. And it's not because you've said, I'm now going to set my goals, and now I'm not going to do that. Not, 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 not. Oh. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and then get to bed and think, oh, I shouldn't have done that. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's, 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 he's changed the desires. He's giving you the desires of your heart. He's giving you them. Praise God. What's happening? It's a new government. It's a new government that's come on the house. What's happening? God's ordered it, and he's establishing it in you. Wonderful. And suddenly you're going to find yourself walking in liberty that you just dreamed of last year, and you're going to find. By the end of this year, you're going to be a totally t- changed person. You're going to look back over this year and go, my goodness me, God's done a quick work. I mean, look at Stephen Dale. Talk about a quick work. These guys were forerunners. <laughs> These guys are forerunners of what's going to be happening in the church. I mean, talk about it. I mean, 
Talk about quick. Normally people take a longer time, but I mean they're hanging out, hanging around as best friends for 10 years. <laughs> All of a sudden the light dropped. Oh, Dale thought, my goodness me, you're not that bad. <laughs> well, it's not going to take you 10 years for us to realize these things. <laughs> All right, God's doing a quick work once they realize this was the right one. Bang. Three months later, six months later, it's all on. And so praise God. That's a quick work. That is actually a prophetic demonstration of what God is doing in his church. I tell you, it is. Absolutely. She's a prophetic lady. Praise God. You say, some of you I've got there, boredom is going to leave. You are going to find yourself enjoying your own company. God put that in me. And I was just praying and I just thought, some, God was saying, some people are so bored with themselves. And God says, I'm going to set you free from that. And you're going to actually enjoy yourself. You're going to enjoy who you are. That's part of his new government. Just enjoy. And it doesn't apply to everybody, but that is for somebody here today. Somebody here today, and you're totally bored with yourself. I'm not bored. I, don't, I, can't. I am not bored with myself. I don't know what I'm going to do next. <laughs> so. Gifts and callings. Gifts and callings in this time, gifts and callings are going to be established. Just say yes. Don't say, oh, I, I've got nothing, I haven't got much. No. That's telling God he hasn't given you much. God, he says, I'm the God that gives you exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. And so you have got a lot inside you. So just say yes. Yes, God. And let him start to bring desires and things in your life. I love this one. Prodigals are coming home. Wow. In Isaiah 60, the scripture that we've been looking at, it says, lift up your eyes, God says, and see this. See this. Your sons will come from afar and daughters will be carried home. God says, see it. This is the time that we are going to see sons and daughters come on in. Family members coming on in. Loved ones that we have just been thanking God and maybe even, you know, like, God, how's this ever going to happen? God says, they're going to come from afar. They're carried home. You see, we're in the time when we are going to see this, see the prodigals of, of, of the earth coming on in. And the Holy Spirit doesn't care how far, it says here, that they're going to come from afar that the daughters are going to be carried home. The Holy Ghost doesn't care how far out they are. He's going to bring them in. And he doesn't care that if he even has to carry them. He's bringing them in. He'll do this. Some of them are going to have to be carried in. They may be on drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. And God's going to pick them up. And he's going to carry them in. He's going to do it. He loves them so much. He loves them more than we do. We've got the love of God in our heart for them, but he is God, the fullness of God. And so I don't care how far out they are, how far out we're going to have homosexuals coming on in here. And listen, church, when they come on in here, we're going to love them like we love anybody else. Prostitutes coming on in. We love them. Jesus loved them. And when everybody else wanted to stone them, Jesus said, you go, sweetheart, you sin no more. I've set you free. When they all wanted to stone her and put her down, and he says, no. He says, where are your accusers? She says, God, Lord, the God. He says, well, I'm not accusing you. He is not the accuser of the human race. He is the deliverer. And so they are coming on in, and then we're just going to allow the Holy Ghost to do the work on it in them. We're not going to put a whole lot of religious law on them. Let them get it from a revelation. 
As I said to you, when I first came into the kingdom, I didn't know that smoking was wrong. I didn't know that I shouldn't be drinking. And so if one of my first prayers was, God, I'm believing you for a packet of cigarettes. And I, was, and I just led her, as I sort of said to you, this American girlfriend, I just led her to the Lord in Scotland. And her and I went to this fantastic restaurant, very expensive restaurant in the highlands of Scotland. And we only had enough money for a steak and nothing for a glass of wine and nothing for a, 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 any cigarettes. And we didn't have any money. And I said, it's all right, Kathy. I says, we'll pray and God will come through. And so we're standing outside the restaurant, just like, thank you, Father, for the cigarettes. I mean, you can't have a meal without a cigarette. And you can't have a steak without a glass of wine. And so we just, thank you, Lord. And we walked in there. And then the guy was at this machine. And he flicked the wrong thing and he got menthols out and he goes, Oh, menthol. He goes, Girls, do you want them? Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. And then we go into the restaurant and that, and then there's an old chaps over the other side of the thing. And they just ordered this bottle of wine for us and sent it to our table. Now, to myself and to Kathy, who were 20 year old young Christians, that was God answering our prayer. Now, later on, God got, got, got me free from that stuff. But at that time, that was my God coming through for me. And for her, wow, this is a sign and a wonder. <laughs> but, but it comes from revelation. You know, religion brings on a don't do this. But when God speaks to your heart and says, hey, you don't need to do that anymore, it comes from revelation. And it's easy. It's easy. It's when somebody tries to put that on you. It's hard because you're not quite ready for that stage yet. But when you're ready, it's easy. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so when these come on in, let it be easy for them and let the Holy Ghost do that for them. No one told us when we were leaving um, the South Island to come up to the North Island and when we came into the church. And I mean, as I said to you, we were living together for a couple of years and I was a Christian. And I went into the Pentecostal church and I said, well, I believe we're married in the eyes of the Lord. And this man of God, just said, well, Vanessa, he says, why did you go home and you get Stephen to pray about that? And I said, well, the pastor said, you reckon, he reckon you ought to pray about that, Stephen. And so, <laughs> and, and so Stephen closes his eyes and opens his eyes and said, would you marry me? And I'm going, just like that. And he goes, just like that. And I thought, I've been trying for two years to get you to marry me. And turn up to church for my first time in church. And God turns around and doesn't work. Talk about a fast work. Six weeks later, we were married. And then turn around, and after that, we took all of our Van Halen tapes and all of the Jimi Hendrix stuff. No one told us, and we made a bonfire in the middle of the, in the, middle of the lawn in the place we were renting and, and just blew the whole lot up as we, as we, as we uh, came up to the North, uh, up to the North Island. He, he, Pastor Wichtel didn't tell us to do that. Something on the inside. We wanted to just get cleaned up. And so we're going to see people come on in and they're just going to get cleaned up by the Holy Ghost. Not by us, by the Holy Ghost. And it'll be easy for them. And so in the meantime, while we're watching, we're going to just love them. And remember where we came from. None of us came in clean. Praise the Lord. And so God is going to bring the prodigals back. You know, I was reminded of God gave me a, a, a thought or a word a couple of years ago, and he said, like, the story of the Pied Piper. Do you remember that, some of you older ones, that you would remember the story of the Pied Piper, and it was a man that was playing a flute, and he came on into the town, and he was playing this sound, and all of the children followed him and followed that sound, and the parents didn't understand or know what was going on, and he carried on playing, and he went out of that little, uh, out of that little town, and all the children followed him, and all of a sudden, the whole township, all the township was empty. There was no children left. And it was a devastating story. And God said to me, he said, that's what's happened in this age. 
He said that Satan has come in and he has made a sound. And this generation, the children, have followed that sound and they have come out of the churches and they've gone into Satan's kingdom. But God says, I'm about to release a sound on the earth that is bringing the children back. And that is what is happening in this day. God is releasing sounds from heaven and it's bringing the people back. It's bringing the children back. We are in that time. Different sounds. It'll be not just music. It could be designer word. I mean, anything, any sound of design, of, 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 of anything that you can think of, shout it out. It'll be, it'll, it'll be that God is releasing stuff on the earth that is going to bring the children back. Hallelujah. You see, we're living in these days, as I said, it's starting as a trickle, and it's going to go and turn into a flood. And we're going to hear more and more testimonies of people saying, the Lord has done this. The Lord has done great things for me. That the Lord has turned my mourning into laughter. The Lord is doing marvelous, doing this, and it's marvelous in our eyes. Praise God. Why is that? Because it's his decade. It's his decade. He's ordered this. He's establishing it. Just another couple of things, and then we'll close off. Prayer is going to increase, and we'll talk about prayer sometime. Later, maybe in another session of what that prayer is, God says, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Well, hey, when we're in heaven, all the nations are all one family. And so his house, we're going to see prayer coming on in. And those times that we're going to have some of those times on the Sunday night services, where we're just going to worship and hang with God and just see what he wants to do. And we're going to pray for the city and just allow the Holy Ghost. We're going to see transfers of wealth. Isaiah 60 said, in that time, kings are going to come. They're going to bring their gold with them. Hallelujah. And so the, the government on this house, the government on our life, this year, starting this year, is different than it was last year. So don't look back. Praise God. And so how can we prepare for that? You might say, Vanessa, how do I prepare for that? All you need to do is say yes. Say yes. And he'll do the rest and we'll watch and see. Just yes to God. As I said, salvation, we just said yes. And look what he did. Look what he did. Half of us didn't know what we were doing when we said yes. And then he did it. This amazing work. And so we're saying yes to God. Yes to your government. Yes, Holy Spirit. Yes to your word. And then just allow that to happen. And so Heavenly Father, I want to thank you right now. We want to thank you for the amazing picture that you've given us of what you're doing. We say yes to you, Holy Spirit, in our lives. We say yes to the changes that you are bringing in. We thank you that you've ordered this time, that you're establishing this time. We thank you that it's easy. You've said my yoke is easy, my burden is light. You've said that it's not by our own might or power, but it's by you, Holy Spirit. And so we just, God, our heart is filled with joy that we're just saying, yes, Dad, yes. Yes over our city, yes over our families, yes over our children. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Awesome. We have a good morning, good afternoon, good lunchtime. Just hold on to that in the spirit. And I've given you an outline. Or just before you, you leave, I've actually um, just written up our new prayer booklet for 2010. And it's got a lot of the scriptures in it like this so that you can actually be just taking a, a few minutes to pray and, and speak that over, over your life. And so grab a hold of the 2010 prayer booklet, Monday to Sunday, and it's got some of that prayer in it about the increase of his government. It's got helping you to pray and just say yes to you, God. 
All right, and so we can uh, do that together. Awesome. Thanks, guys.